0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest, Kamani Wood, a life coach, founder, and CEO of Live Joy Your Way, and author most recently of a great book that is so useful for us these days. It's Om Life's Gentle Reminders, and Kamani is here to help us learn more. Kamani Wood, good morning. It is so wonderful to have you join us this morning.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with
0: you. And I am thrilled. Uh, I don't know if it's equally, but I am definitely thrilled because I just, I love your work. I love what you are doing. You're the CEO of Live Joy Your Way. Isn't that just, that's exhilarating. And even more so because we may feel that joy is perhaps out of our grasp at this point in time with all that's going on around us but that's the beauty of your writing and the coaching that you do with people who have the the benefit of being near you and having that opportunity but certainly um I was reading through some of your book Ohm that's right right Ohm life's yeah. gentle reminders and yeah. it's it's so wonderful because it's these little vignettes, basically. And so it's makes it so easy to uh, be able to look at an idea and be able to kind of mull it around and kind of massage it in our minds, in our hearts. Uh, it, it's just such a—I a, love the way that you write, and it's so available to us to really— um, see how we're living our lives. So i really gone on way too long without giving you an opportunity to, to comment on that and, and about um, how life is these days.
1: Thank you so much for that. Um, that. That is exactly what I was hoping the book would end up being. Because when I actually, I didn't set out to write a book. I, I was writing these analogies for myself as I went through daily life. Trying to look at life's experiences, the the good, the bad, the stressors, and how I could challenge it, challenge the thought, look at it differently in order to grow from it. And after I had been writing several of them, I realized, you know, maybe I could publish this and people could pick it up and, you know, read one at a time and just see how, if we could face life and face our daily challenges that we're having in a way where we have that flexible thinking, the ability to challenge how we're seeing things and turn it into a learning experience, we're able to better um, better meet life's ups and downs because it's, life does throw us ups and downs, which is exactly what we've been facing in 2020. I mean, it seems like one curveball after the other.
0: <laughs> Indeed. More than, I think, any time in, in recent history, that's what we're experiencing.
1: Yes, it feels like as soon as we might have a handle on the new normal, and I'm going to put that in air quotes. <laughs> yes, another curveball comes at us, and so it's really, it's really this time I think in history where we're going to look back and say, "Wow, okay, that was those were moments that asked us to rise up, to rise up, to redefine what our normal is, to redefine how we." Um, we see ourselves, how we um, find joy, how we, you know, meet challenges. It's it's an it's an era of really figuring out what works for us instead of consistently staying in the old status quo or in the ways that we have been showing up for years.
0: Because we need to acknowledge that the status quo was not a great place to be, and it was not a sustainable place, nor was it really something that was definitely supporting us and, and bringing out the best in each of us.
1: Absolutely. You know, and when I really look at it and unpack it, it's almost as if, you know, we were continuing down a path where old ways of showing up had been projecting on us how we were supposed to show up, and now 2020 has really thrown at us this, this opportunity to really recenter and to really stand in our own power and figure out how do we want to show up for ourselves and how are we going to equip our children with the ability to see themselves as unique beings and how they can now start moving forward with the way that they want to define success and happiness for themselves rather than how it's been projected on us for years and years. Because the truth of the matter is, Those projections led us down this path of what we're seeing and witnessing now.
0: Yes, and I think it's been like these breaks went on and we're at a screeching halt. uh, But that didn't stop, you know, all that was already uh, in motion to have to you know, really perpetuate itself like a virus, like a forest fire, like the massive hurricanes. And uh, it's, you know, as you said earlier on, it's just been one thing after another showing up.
1: Yeah, it, it's really, it's it's almost as if the universe is saying, if you didn't pay attention to that one, here's one more. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like that one, here's one more challenge. Um, just in order to really get us to harness the fact that, we do have choice, and we do have the choice of how we want to react to situations, you know, the social issues that we're facing. It's its asking us to really stand and and really face how we want to choose to move forward.
0: And that is such a critical word, choose and choice from that, that we might feel victimized by all of this. But really, I think, and would you say this, Kamini? That it's important to see that we are where we are at because of choices.
1: Absolutely, it, it is so important. If, if changes and shifts are going to be made, and I say this with my clients all the time, you know, we have to become aware of the situation. It's the doorway to change, right? Awareness is that doorway to change, but then it's the decision to actually walk through that doorway. It is up to us to make choices on how we want to proceed.
0: Yes. And sometimes, um, you know, it's easy to think that's not there, but really each of us has a choice. We're making choices, whether we're conscious of it or not. We are making choices. Yeah, yeah. And that's
1: true. Uh, sometimes we're making choices and it's, again, it's on that subconscious level. Because it might have been an old story and an old pattern that we've been living into for years and years. And so it's just, we're almost on autopilot, but it's still a choice. And if we can interrupt that pattern and make a more conscious choice, we're able to then shift how we're headed. You know, what path, what roadway we're traveling down.
0: Right. And here we have this opportunity. Um, It's been going on for many more months than I ever imagined would be the case. When this all, the uh, quarantine situation started back in March, I naively thought, oh, we won't be, we'll be away from work maybe a couple of weeks. Well, six months and we haven't gone back into the building. Uh, So it's... uh, it It is really very unusual in that way. But we have these opportunities then to decide how we want to deal with it and what we'll do with the time that we have.
1: You know, Kate, I'm right there with you. I thought to myself, oh, we'll do this for a couple of weeks and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are months and months later. Uh, and it really is that decision and it's, and it's a decision of how we want to now show up. You know, I kept hearing way back in March, it's like, okay, I can't wait to get back to normal. There is no normal anymore. It's, it's a new way. It's a, it's, it's got to be a new way. And if we can choose for ourselves and make that decision of how we want to now show up,
0: we can start to move forward. Exactly. And that's where I, you know, now going back to this book, Ohm, Life's Gentle Reminders. Gentle is really great uh, because I I think that that's a good word on how we need to move forward and not be beating ourselves up because we will not be able to make much movement. But being gentle with it uh, allows us that way to explore and to give ourselves permission to maybe trip and because we're experimenting potentially with something new.
1: Absolutely. It is all about being compassionate with ourselves, giving ourselves the space and grace to try something, to possibly have it not work the way that we expected it to, be kind and gentle, and allow ourselves to learn from that and then try again. You are absolutely right. When we are not gentle with ourselves and we put ourselves down or we just speak so negatively and harshly to ourselves, it makes it very difficult for us to figure out how to then move forward. Um, and it, it's, it's the crux of being able to make these shifts really lies with this concept of self-compassion. Kristen Neff talks about it all the time, but it's, it's so vital in order to be able to move forward. And especially with COVID and all of the uncertainty that has been hitting us day after day, being compassionate to ourselves and being able to be gentle with ourselves and reminding ourselves we are just these human, we're spiritual beings having a human experience and we're showing up and doing the best we can on a daily basis with the information we have. We're able to then figure out, okay, what's the next step forward? That didn't necessarily work for me. Let me try it this way instead.
0: Right. Right. And so this may feel like a new concept, self-compassion. Oh my goodness, I'm really going to allow myself that? I mean, do I do it to myself? I can be maybe compassionate to others. But would that be true, Kamini? Can we be compassionate for others if we're not for ourselves?
1: You know, Kate, it's really interesting. People have such an easy time being compassionate to others and being kind to others and speaking gently to other people, and they have much more difficult time giving themselves that same respect. But the truth of the matter is, if we don't fill ourselves up, eventually we end up running on empty, and we don't have much left to give anybody else. And I've heard so many people tell me, well, comedy, you know, it sounds selfish. It sounds selfish to be compassionate to yourself or to think about yourself. And the truth of the matter is, is if we don't fill ourselves up, we really can't be there for the other people. So it's actually the opposite of selfish. If we want to be there to, to support those that we love, we have to make sure that we're actually able to. And the way that we're able to do that is to you know, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and that we are learning how to be kinder to ourselves. Because when we beat ourselves down, how can we possibly show up fully and completely for those that we love?
0: Exactly. And, you know, what is beautiful here is that having a sense of this insight and awareness, I think that we can really nourish ourselves a lot in that way with the reading of your material. Uh, you you have other books as well, but Om Life's Gentle Reminders is the one uh, that was in my hands. And, and as I've said, I, I love it because it's just really having these little vignettes along with a quote. I think quotes also are so Powerful. It it gives us a chance to apply it to ourselves and and really see what we might be able to do differently. You you give us the questions in that as to how might I show up now. Yes. Each each little
1: vignette is, and I end it with a question, a powerful question to the reader that simply challenges the reader to ask our ask himself. You know, could I look at this differently if I if I am facing know a certain challenge in life is there another way to view it and the reason why is because when we're trying to raise our resiliency we have to and we have to invoke this idea of flexible thinking and what I mean by that is you know it's so easy to face an adverse situation and end up on that with that what I lovingly call the monkey mind but it's that negative thought spiral of I'm not sure how to I don't know how to think my way out of this I just I can't figure it out and what flexible thinking allows us to do is it gives us that space to just challenge the thought and ask ourselves, is there another way that I can view this? Is there another way that I can think about this? And when we do that and we slow down and challenge the thoughts that we're having, it does raise our resiliency factor. And we are able to become more creative with how we're dealing with that adverse situation.
0: And what's beautiful about this, which has always been the case, there's no uh, magic pill. There's no one saying, well, do this, because the answers are in, within us for each of us. No one can tell us what is right. We need to know that for ourselves. And we do know it.
1: Absolutely. And I think what happens is, is when life does get difficult, we, we want, we just really want to make it. And I've said this before myself. It's, oh, my gosh, I wish they could just tell me how to do this or what the right answer is. And it's, and it's so important to recognize that it has to come from the inside out. When we live to those external, you know, those external expectations or external validations and we're trying to source from outside of ourselves, it's never authentic. And so it's very difficult to really face these adverse situations if we're looking outside of ourselves. We have to go within. We have to learn how to trust ourselves. And a lot of us have forgotten how to trust ourselves. We've taken on these false centers and these false identities of, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough or I'm invaluable or I'm invisible. My voice doesn't matter. And it's, it's really important to go back within to really stop outsourcing your self-worth. And find that voice within and from within being able to figure out how we want to face the challenge that's in front of us.
0: And in saying that, are you letting us know that beating ourselves up for those sorts of things and and that kind of negative self-talk is is just pushing us back?
1: A 100%, yes. Every time we beat ourselves up and we talk to ourselves negatively, we have those automatic negative thoughts, it does, it pushes us back down. I mean, when we think about it, would we really want to um, speak to our children that way or a loved one that way? No. When, when our child is having um, a challenge, we try to you know, give them positive affirmation and positive feedback to try to build their confidence and help them go back within and realize that they are powerful just as they are. And that way, they can face the challenge that's in front of us. We're the same way. When we beat ourselves down with those negative thoughts or those that negative self-talk, we're just pushing ourselves down. And how can we expect to then be able to rise up and meet what challenges in front of us? I know that I personally, you know, um, I'm a perfectionist. I admit it, and I've had to learn how to manage my perfectionism. And when the whole COVID thing hit, and we had to start um, virtual school at home. I, you know, the old pattern, the old pattern wanted to show up of, okay, I got to get this right. And I, I had to self-talk and I had to reset that and recognize that this is a new challenge. I'm going to try it in a certain way on each day and what works great will continue with it. And if it doesn't work the way that I expected, we can shift it. It's giving yourself permission to shift when things aren't working the way that you want them to, or, oh, you're not happy with them. It's okay to shift and be able to change how you're approaching a situation.
0: Maybe regard ourselves sort of as in an experiment, and we're just trying out different things and seeing what fits.
1: Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I also really, um, the quote that I really love is the one that says, you know, life is a journey through us and for us. It's not happening to us. And if we can anchor into that thought, it's recognizing that everything is happening is happening for us and and we're on this journey. And as it unfolds, we're learning things. And as we acquire that knowledge, we can continue to apply it and move forward. It's about letting go of this concept of perfectionism and really embracing the idea that it's about evolution and human growth. It's about just growing as a, as a human being and, you know, each day as is, is a new gift of something new that we can learn.
0: And as you say in, in the book, too, that each challenge is that kind of a gift, a blessing, if you will.
1: Yes. If we can start looking at the challenges that we're facing as blessings, um, blessings of being able to learn something new and then being able to apply it and move forward. Rather than a challenge of something that's holding you back, it enables us, it empowers us to really see that our authentic self, our unique being is exactly the right thing and the right way that we should be. And all we have to do is look at those challenges as an, a, a, ch- an, a chance to grow and, and you know move ourselves forward.
0: And I think in looking at it that way, because certainly this is where I sometimes have some difficulty with what we are living in right now, where people are having some extremely difficult challenges, you know, having lost a job, you know, maybe their housing is insecure, that sort of thing. Seeing how can that ever be? Uh, a blessing. Where is that in it? But I wonder if part of it isn't um, needing to to kind of reach out and communicate, and for those of us who are able to support and and be there um, to work in harmony together, to, to th- that we are in this together. It's not like, oh well, that's their problem. It's all of our problem.
1: Yes, I think this is calling on us, on all of us as a collective to recognize that we are, we are, we are in this together. We're the human race, you know, we are here as one, how can we support each other? And, you know, honestly, that's part of the concept of self-compassion. It's about recognizing that we're not isolated. We are part of the common humanity. And so it calls on us as we're facing challenges to reach out, to allow ourselves to receive the support and then as a community, those of us who are fortunate or in a position to be supportive and to help, we can step up and we can help those that are, are struggling right now or who are challenged. And as a collective, raise each other up.
0: That is such an incredible message. Uh, so it's invaluable to to hear that and for us to really integrate it and become that. And because I I would wager that that is, um, that's the big lesson we have at our hands right now to learn.
1: Absolutely. You know, when we can see each other coming together and recognizing that we have more in common that, that separates us, um, we're able to really support one another. You know, Bre- Brene Brown talks about how vulnerability, there's strength and vulnerability. And I a hundred percent agree with that. When we can, when we can be vulnerable and see where our growth, where we could grow, you know, where we could use support and we're able to identify it and then communicate it. And then as, you know, individuals step up and support one another, that's how we're going to move forward that's how we're
0: going to get through some of these challenging times. It's so so utterly important. I I mean really it's um at base it's a life and death issue. Uh not even as individuals but really as a, as a society, as a whole world community, a global community.
1: Absolutely I mean, and, you know, I'm, I'm a mom of five and my oldest is 19, my youngest is seven. And I know each and every day I'm watching everything unfold. And the thing that I keep anchoring into is, you know, that, and we've heard it, the slogan everywhere, you know, we're in this together. I really think that if we can all take a piece of that and really anchor into that and honor that, uh, we, really can, we really can grow from this, as challenging as all of this has been.
0: So that's a a really broad range of ages of children under your (laughs) roof, because your older daughter, you were telling me, was here on the West Coast and is now home with you on the East Coast, right? Yes,
1: she was actually. uh, She was. She's a ballet dancer, and so she was uh, out west in Oregon um, with a ballet company. But with the fires at hand um, and the poor air quality, we ended up having to fly her home just for her own safety. For right now, um, and then yes, I have a almost 17 year old, 14, 11, and 7, um, who are all virtual schooling right now.
0: <laughs> and so, what do they think about virtual schooling?
1: So, they are they have learned to adapt to it, um, there have been challenges. They are challenged by the fact that there is not as much social interaction, so we've had to become creative with how we're going to. Um, involve that into their daily life. Um, My oldest son actually is also an athlete. So the big issue for him was going through the summer without having the athletics. Uh, They are starting to come back slowly now. Um, But, you know, you know, children are resilient, but the thing that I have learned and I've talked to several people about this and parents about this is they are resilient, but we also have to recognize that they uh, do have, they are Stress. They do have some anxiety about this and we have to provide them the space to communicate what they're feeling and what they need. And now with many teenagers, they don't like to talk, but being able as adults, being able to model that behavior, talking about how we feel, talking about what we need, modeling it for them so that we then create that safe space for them to also do the same will empower them to be able to face the
0: situation that we're, we're all dealing with and you have that opportunity right within your household to to be using that and no using what you know what you have been living what is your life's work and being able to incorporate that so would you say um, it still has its challenges because each kid is an individual
1: oh yes most definitely. Each child is individualistic, and they have their own learning styles. We're all under one roof. We're all trying to manage our schedules. It's, there's it's, we, each, we each face the challenges. Nobody is perfect, and that goes back to this whole concept that there really isn't perfection. It's about growing and evolving. And so we've really learned the value of communication within our house, the value of really re- making requests, that compassionate communication where we don't demand on somebody, but we explain what it is that we need and we're able to make requests of the other people in our house um, and I do I have definitely anchored into my life's work in order to face this challenge um, but I think just like most parents each day is a new day and some days we have tears and some days we have laughter and it's about coming to acceptance of all things are, are okay and and um, you know we just every day we We get up and we face it and we move forward.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it comes around back to this life is a journey. Yes. Right.
1: Absolutely. I, I will say that that is an anchoring thought that I go by each day. Life is a journey that's happening through me. And my other real key word that I will recenter myself on when I find myself being triggered is the word grace. Just really giving yourself grace. That it's okay. You are this spiritual being having a human experience. We are learning each and every day, and it's okay.
0: Oh, these are such soothing words. They are balm to the soul, and and they're here for us and. You're encouraging us, comedy, which I so greatly appreciate. Let's mention your website because there people can learn more about you and find out about this book that we've been talking about, Ohm, Life's Gentle Reminders, as well as your other books and order them from the website and really um, support our own personal journeys.
1: Yes. If anybody would like more information or to just read additional, I have a, I have a blog that I talk about so many different, you know, aspects of life and challenges. They can go to kaminiwood.com. That's K-A-M-I-N-I-W-O-O-D.com, com, and they can uh, access all of this information.
0: All of this really life giving, supportive information that. Uh... In this time that we're living in, 2020, with all its very interesting challenges hurling our way—is sometimes literally—we um, we need this kind of counterbalance to to support us and knowing how to to navigate. So I so greatly appreciate that you are doing this work. That I was introduced to you, comedy, and that you've spent this really incredible time with us this morning.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: It's been wonderful. Thank you. And with that, we are at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Kamani Wood and Sunday Morning Magazine with Professor Amra Sabic El-Reyes. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email kated at warm1069.com and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the podcast tab, then look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of grace, seeing ourselves as a solution in the world.